What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am super thankful for y'all tuning in to another episode today. I hope to bring a lot of quality content to your ears today. This is the topic that we're going to be discussing is one that's pretty close to my heart, something that I'm learning every day to implement into my business, and it's taken me two years too long to do it, but I'm finally learning to do it, and it's been the greatest thing ever this year. So uh, I can't wait to dive into that. But first, I just want to say that I am going to keep trying to, to push, push out uh, quality content. I want to get out at least two episodes a week um, right now, whether that be solo episodes or guest interviews, a uh, mix of both. I would like to do a lot more guest interviews, but I'm in the process of getting those lined up. Hopefully we can get some of those maybe the end of this week or into next week, but it is a process lining up schedules. Um, we're dealing with rain down here, so that puts us behind. So we're working longer days. Um, like I said, late night recording. So uh, it's it's been a process getting everything set up. It is it is definitely a time commitment, guys. Uh, if you never tried doing this, it is a big commitment. I'm only five episodes in, and this is like wow. This is this really is a commitment. But between editing and publishing and all that stuff, just and the recording aspect, um, that's a it's a big time commitment. I can't imagine what it's like to be on episode 250 or 300 like Paul Jamison or Brian Fullerton. Um, But, hey, that's the goal. That's where we're going to go. But, like I said, I want to keep on bringing content at least twice a week because I really want to grow this thing. It's kind of on my heart to um, help people that are my age or younger or even a little bit older, but just kind of in my general age range that have been in the, the lawn and landscape business for either they're either getting into it right now or they've been in it for a couple years they're young, they're still learning things because that's exactly where I am. I've not been doing this. I've not been doing this business for 10 or 15 years and I don't have a, a ton of wisdom under my belt and a lot of experience and that type of stuff. But um, that's exactly why I want to do this podcast because I want to bring the community together of the younger guys that are starting out and getting rolling. I want to bring us together and say, hey, uh, if you don't know this, let's let's make it a topic on the podcast and let's discuss this. And let's learn together because I, I'm sure I can benefit from it and I hope our audience can as well. So uh, that's like I said in the first episode, that's where I want this podcast to go and I have a lot of big goals and dreams for it. I, uh, I just, I, I'm super excited to get this thing started finally and I know I say that all the time and I'm so thankful for the ones that do listen um, and, and share that on their social media and leave ratings and reviews. It, it all helps. And um, I'm just glad to be here, and it's a fun process to get going. But with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode talking about how to say no. That's the topic we're going to be discussing today. It's uh, it's one that's pretty near, near and dear to my heart because it is one that it is taking me two years to uh, finally start implementing in my business, and I wish I would have done it sooner. So um, let's just hop right in. We don't have an intro or anything, so let's just dive right into the topic and uh, discuss this and see where this episode ends up going. But how to say no. It's a it's a topic that is really, it's kind of hard to talk. It's tough. It's not hard to talk about. It's just, it's a tough subject to learn and something to implement in your business because it is very hard when an elderly lady calls you on the phone and says, hey, I have my yard. I need to cut. Uh, the, the last guy quit on me and I'm in a bind and I don't have a lot of money to do it, and I would like to do it every three weeks, but uh, can you come do it for me? 
And that's that's really hard. Like a year and a half ago, really last year, I would have said, yes, ma'am, yeah, we can come take care of it for you. And um, I would put it on the schedule, and we'd go out there, and we would spend an hour, an hour and a half, and make 60 or $70. And, and the, the truth of the matter is the business cannot operate that way. It can't. You cannot make money and stay functioning charging those prices and taking on jobs like that. Um, and I say the elderly, the elderly lady, yeah, we are called to take care of our um, elderly widows and stuff. That's biblical. And we do quite a bit of that, actually, taking care of some widows and some elderly people that have health issues. But you cannot um, run a business solely off of taking on clients like that and clients just that. And those really are kind of bad examples, honestly, because those are the ones that you need to be doing, but you can't do them all. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't do them all. But the ones that you really have to learn to say no to are the ones that just want to, they just want to, they just want a cheap cut on their yard. They don't want full maintenance. They don't want year round. Um, they just want you to come out and mow and blow and go. And, and, but they're going to be the ones that complain. That's the thing. They're going to say they want to mow and blow, but, and they want you to do it for $25. And you're going to get out there and you do it. And then you leave and they're going to complain because something was wrong. And, and those are the kind of customers that you don't want. So, um, I guess where we're the first point you could go with this is picking your customers wisely, and, and that's that's something that I wish I would have known a year and a half ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dog's in here playing with the toys, but anyway, she's gotten a little late night energy burst. Marley, go lay down, go lay down. Anyway, um, like I was saying, p- how to pick your clients um, when you start off in your business? It's something that you have to to do very wisely, and you have to be particular. You cannot just go out and pick up yards that are going to literally cost you money to cut them, okay? Um, it all depends on your service areas, right? Where we are, we're in a little more of a rural part of Alabama. We have a rural part, but we're also kind of in a city. So we have a mixture of neighborhood lawns and also some rural, some bigger properties, um, the ones that aren't manicured, that type, that type of yard. Um, and you have to be really careful with those because we can get sucked into, and I have gotten sucked into taking on yards that are going to take an hour and a half to cut and you're going to have to double cut it and blow all the clippings and then, uh, trim bushes and edge and, and do all the, all that stuff that is involved with maintenance. But you're out there in that rural part of town and they don't want to pay the price that it costs to do that. And, and that's, I mean, I'm telling you, I had customers that I would spend last year, this is what I'm. This is why I want to talk about this kind of stuff because I'm just now coming out of it and I'm just now implementing it. I had a customer last year that I would spend, on average, an hour and a half on their property, an hour and a half, and I was charging a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars to spend an hour and a half on their property with me and two other guys. So that's that's costing me uh, myself my hourly rate plus two uh, other employees. So that's an hour and a half. What is that? So three hours of, no, four and a half hours of, four and a half man hours. That's what we were out there for. And I was charging $100. I was literally paying to do that yard. I wasn't getting paid. I was not making any money on it. And halfway through the summer, they were complaining and stuff was just going wrong. They were they were good people. We had good friendship, but they weren't happy with the way the yard was. Like I said, we were in a rural part of the town. So the we would do it every two weeks. Um, down here, we don't generally cut weekly things. Um, our grass just isn't like up north. It's not the Bermuda. I mean, it's not the uh, what is it called? 
like the the fescue and the Kentucky bluegrass, that that type of grass. We don't have that down here. We have a lot of Bermuda and a lot of zoysia, so we cut it lower. Like at our hottest point of the year, when we're cutting at the highest, we're cutting it at like three and a quarter. So um, we don't have to cut it every week because it just doesn't get as tall as the the grass of north does. But anyway, back to what I was saying. This was a rural yard, and it's not Bermuda or zoysia, so it grows. It's weeds. It grows like crazy. It needed to be every week. But they didn't want every week, and it was out of my area. It was out of my route to do it every week, so it wouldn't have benefited me. So we were doing it every two weeks, and the grass was dang near knee high every time we were out there. So there were there was always some clippings that were left in clumps in the yard. I would mow it triple time. I mean, every pattern you can think of, I was mowing it and blowing it. But it, there was just no way. To, there was no physical way to get rid of all of them um, unless you bagged it, and we we don't even offer that service. So. Um, they weren't happy, so we decided to to part ways, and that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Honestly, that yard is that me them saying no to me. They said no to me at first. They said we're gonna find somebody else, and at first it hurt um, because they've been clients that I've had for ever since I've started. We had a good relationship, but it really opened my eyes to say, "Wow, I was I was literally." losing money on that yard i'm glad they told me no i'm glad they said that we need to find somebody else and then lo and behold they wanted to find somebody else and they weren't happy at first they wanted me back but i said no and and i and i because i wasn't going to go back out there and maybe make i mean maybe i could have gone up to 120 bucks but they weren't going to pay anything more than that and they were going to still complain about the same issues so with that being said Still a good relationship. Nothing, nothing, no hard feelings towards them at all. Our just our business, our business uh, partnership, I guess you could say, just kind of went different ways, and that's fine. They found somebody else. They have a good looking yard now. They're doing good, but that is that one yard. Those customers canceling on me was was great because they told me no, and they taught me how to say no to people because they they opened my eyes to how much money I was actually losing. So. That was a big rabbit trail off of how to pick your customers wisely. Nowadays, coming off of last year into this year, we are really targeting um, neighborhood yards. And and not necessarily neighborhoods, just um, we're targeting a lot of yards that are sodded. And that's, that's like I said, the Bermudas and the Zoysias and the Centipedes. Um, that's what we have a lot of here around here. And that those are the yards that I'm looking for because those are the yards that I can cut on every two week uh, basis. They're not going to be knee high. And then that's something that's going to be, uh, bringing me continual revenue every two weeks, recurring income. And most of the time when you are cutting those kind of yards, the sod yards, then you're going to be dealing with a little bit higher of a clientele, um, money wise. And, and that's not, it's not the the rule across the board, but generally you're going to be in a neighborhood, and if if they're paying to have their yard cut and, and treated like that sod, then j- chances are they care about it, so they actually want to keep it up. And um, those are the customers that I've really been looking for this year. Is the ones that say, "Hey, we want you to come out, but we don't just want you to cut and and weed eat and blow and leave. We want you to come out. And we want you to maintain our our lawn. We want you to keep this thing up." want you to treat it like your own and and those are the customers that I'm really targeting right now because the ones that I don't want are the ones that are going to say yeah come on out uh can you do it for forty dollars tomorrow Nah, that's not what I'm in this business for anymore um I got caught up in that a lot 
a year and a half ago, but excuse me. Um, but I'm past that. I, I'm at the point of my business where I don't necessarily need the business that everyone. I don't really. My goodness, I'm sorry. I don't really need everyone's business that calls. So I, I've learned to say no because I'm not going to go sit on a yard and literally lose money paying three guys and myself, okay, because I'm running a four-man crew right now. Um, I'm not going to go sit on a yard and lose money just because I feel bad for the customer or I want to help them out, all right? And that's something that is really hard for me. And a real-life experience of this was today. This kind of what fueled this podcast and this topic was uh, we were out cutting our HOA and we were out and one of the homeowners in there said, stopped us and said, could you come look at my backyard? It's a mess and we need it cleaned up. And this was a, a single lady. She lived at home with, and her brother lived there, but she didn't have a husband or anything. The brother worked all the time. Uh, no kids to take care of the lawn or anything. So I, I honestly, I was like, yeah, I'll go look at it. I didn't want to, but I went and looked at it. And I, and I felt bad for her because she didn't have anybody to do it. And she had this hillside of a backyard with a retaining wall. And this thing was knee high. There was no way to get a zero turn back there. It was going to have to all be weed eated. Um, it was a pretty big backyard as well. So it was going to all be weed eated. And I mean, it would have taken us a good hour and a half to two hours to get this thing cleaned up. Um, and at this point in my business, at this point in the year, we are focused solely on maintenance for the most part. We keep one day open at the end of the week for some landscaping jobs, but that's not a landscaping job. That's a job that I would charge that I would have to charge four or five hundred dollars for for it to be profitable. And I knew she would never pay that. I, I know the area that we're in, um and I could tell she would never pay that. So I just simply told her no. I didn't want to throw it a high price and, and make her feel guilty for saying no or pressure her into saying yes because it's not something that I wanted even though if I even if I would have given her a high price tag I did not want to do that yard I didn't want to be there Um, my guys would not have wanted to do that yard so for me it's learning to say no to the ones that you don't even want I mean because it's your business you write the rule book okay you you pick the yards that you want when you get a good clientele basis built up and and you get to the point of turning away work, then yeah, you can kind of pick and choose what you want. And I didn't want to say no to her, but I did say no. And it felt great leaving afterwards knowing that I did not have that project looming over me with all of my other maintenance properties I'm supposed to be getting done this week. And um, because that's exactly what it would have been. It would have been a headache. It would have been a hassle. It would have been hard on my equipment. It would have have put the weed eaters through a lot. Um, And it just would have been a hassle to go out there and work our butts off for two hours and not even make hardly any money because I, I'm sure I could have, I I mean, I could have charged 250 bucks or something like that um, and made decent money. Yeah, decent money, but I didn't want to do it. That's what I'm saying. I did not want it. So um, that was a firsthand example of saying no to a customer and uh, also the ones that are going to be picky about everything. And it's, I've had a lot of those over the years. Um, if you go look at a yard and they're telling you how you're going to do it and they, they tell you when to be there and, um, you going to fit their schedule when they already come at you like that, then you already, that's a red flag saying, okay, look, we need to, we need to kind of take a step back and and figure out who this is. Um, are you really going to make enough money on this lawn? Are you going to make your hourly rate that you need? 
And and is it going to be worth the headache of this customer? Because I can guarantee you, when they're already coming at you like that, it's going to be a headache down the road. So uh, go out there. You can look at the yard, but if they're out there telling you how to edge and how to weed eat and all that stuff, then they're they're going to be on you all the time. That's just that's what I've learned from firsthand experience over the years. We have a lady right now that good customer, but she's like that. She'll come out there and tell me how to edge, and I'm like, ma'am, I do this all day every day and she works from home so she watches and stuff but I do this all day every day I have 85 clients that are happy with the way I edge I don't really need you telling me how to edge and and I know that's kind of rough and around I mean it's kind of rough around the edges but that's just that's how I feel and it's like I said it's your business you get to choose how you run it and the customers that you want to uh, go out and service their property so if you have people like that my my opinion is I stay away from them because um, the people that are like that are the ones that tend to come out and talk a lot. They're going to try to engage conversation on the yard. So I want to have a good relationship with my customers. I want to say, hey, how you doing? Um, talk for one or two minutes and then be on our way. We can't have guys and, and women that are that work from home or stay at home come out and carry on 35-minute conversations when you got to get to the next yard because – you got three guys in the truck eating up profit that's just sitting there and waiting um, and just waiting on you to get in the truck because the, the customer's talking a lot. So that's a big thing for me is um, just learning how to pick pick and choose who you want. Uh, I, I know if you're in your first year or two and you're really trying to build that, that client basis, then yeah, you're going to take on a lot. You're going to take on pretty much anything you can. And that's okay, but start out with your pricing right. All right, so maybe you're going to deal with somebody who's going to tell you how to edge or somebody's going to talk a lot, but make sure you're setting your prices right at the beginning. Um, that's something that I've been having to change. That's what everybody says. Know your numbers, and uh, then your prof- then your business can be profitable, and that's exactly right. I have to change and do rate increases this year, and I'm going to be doing them again next year because I'm trying to adjust my rates to get them to where my company is actually making legitimate profit. Like Caleb Baldwin says, profit is after everything and everyone has been paid and it's whatever's left over. That's including your salary, all your employees, all your lease, all, all your mortgage, whatever you got equipment-wise, building-wise, all that stuff. Your net profit is what is left over after everything and everyone has been paid. And that's what you have to think about with every customer you take on and every job you take on is how is this going to affect my overall income at the end of the year, my net profit, am I going to actually profit on this yard? Am I going to go out here and just make some money and not really, really make anything? You can go out and cut a yard in 45 minutes and make $40, and that sounds really good. I mean, yeah, $40, 45 minutes, that's that's pretty good. I mean, because that's $40 an hour, but you're not really making $40 an hour. You're making way less than that, and you're making less than $10 an hour if you're paying two guys – and then you have your equipment and all that stuff out there. You're paying yourself. So get your prices right from the beginning is what I'm saying. If you're just starting out, watch a lot of uh, Brian's videos on YouTube. Caleb Allman talks about this a lot. Paul Jamieson has his own pricing matrix on the Green Industry Podcast. Uh, he has a lot of episodes talking about that with guests and stuff. He also has a website that you can go get the pricing matrix from. So Look into all that stuff. Educate yourself on pricing the the correct way from the beginning because if not, you're going to run your business in the ground before it even gets started. And um, that's something that I've learned, something that 
it's really benefited me and I'm and I'm really going to start making profit here in this next year year and a half um because I've I've raised the rates we are we are starting to run profitably we're getting route dense and that route density that's another thing with taking on customers and saying no when you're getting started yeah you're going to take on just about anything and anywhere that you can get and that's okay if you as long as you're charging the right rates but once you get established and you get a and you get a service area, you need to set that service area and say, this is it. I'm not going outside of here. And that's something I've also been doing this year, saying no to customers that are outside my service area. Um, I have some that are literally five minutes outside of a current yard that I have. They're five minutes down the road. But I've said no to them because if I take on that one that's five minutes away, five minutes further away, then what's going to happen when the next one comes on that's five minutes further away from that one? So now we're 10 minutes away from our original service area where we want to be. So that's 10 minutes there. Say we're 30 minutes on the yard and then 10 minutes back. So you're looking at 50 minutes right there for a 30 minute yard. So if you're making, if you're, if it's a 30 minute yard, let's say you're charging $60, but it's really a 50 minute yard because you have 20 minutes of drive time right there. So you're not making any money. So back to the whole drive time and route density thing. Pack in your routes tight and, and learn to say no to customers outside of there. I know it's easy to be like, well, they're just five minutes away. We can do that one. But if you do that, you're going to end up being all across the county and in multiple counties, and that's something that we are really striving this year to get nailed down. We canceled almost a whole day, a whole route in a city that was about 35 minutes away from me. And it was a big blow. It really was. There was a lot of money involved in that route. Um, numbers wise, there was a lot of money. It was about a thousand dollar day, but I wasn't making a thousand dollars because I was spending 40 minutes to get there, cut all the yards and then 40 minutes back home. So there's 80 minutes of drive time where I'm not making any money. No money at all is being made. So I canceled that and I've picked up every one of those customers back in my own service area now. So you kind of have to clear your schedule and, and that's a hard thing of, saying no to customers and saying no to your current customers when you get out like that and maybe you've been in it for a couple of years and you say well yeah that's me I'm the one that is spread across so many counties that I can't keep up with them and I'm driving all over the place you have to say no to those customers you say I'm sorry I can't do this anymore because as a business owner I have to make money and I'm not making money by driving 35 or 40 minutes to do this one yard and by saying no and, and canceling those seven or eight yards that I had freed up my schedule to say, hey, now I can take on some more in my current service area. And that's happened. I, I filled up my I filled up and made replaced those eight yards. I, I replaced those in like a month and a half. Just and I've got them all in my service area now. So now I'm making the same amount of I'm making more money because I'm not driving an hour and a half every day to go to those yards. So and I've got one more I this is something I'm still working on. Um, that's like I said, this podcast is something I'm still dealing with this stuff every day. I don't have it perfect because I'm still working on that. Um, I still have a, a route that I'm trying to get rid of. It's, it's something that I'm kind of torn in between of because it's enough money that I can make a decent profit in a day, but I'm still driving 30 or 35 minutes away and I know I need to get rid of it. I know I do, but it's so hard because they're good customers. I've had them for a while. It's a solid route. We know what to do. We're in and out of there. But the drive time is killing us, and I know I need to cancel those yards so I can pick up more in my area, but it's something I'm learning to do along with you guys, all right? And that's, so if you take anything away from this podcast, don't think I'm telling you what to do. 
I'm trying to give you advice that I've learned from just the past year and a half, uh, two years that I've been doing it, and stuff that I'm doing every day in my own business. So this has kind of been all over the place. Um, I know I've just kind of been rambling on. I hope you learned something from it. Um, There's not a lot of like points per se. It's just conversation and topics that um, that I think are beneficial. Uh, It's stuff that I deal with every day. That's, I've said that a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. Stuff that I deal with every day, and I know that you deal with it every day. If you're in the lawn and if you're in the lawn maintenance business, I know you deal with this. Um, if you're still, if you're starting out, if you've been doing it wrong for the first couple of years, uh, hopefully this helps you out a little bit and just kind of kind of urges you. If you're trying to say no to those customers that you want to take on but you don't need to, maybe this will kind of put you over the hump to learn to say no and, and keep your prices right. And uh, don't take on work that you're not going to make any money on, and you're going to hate doing it while you're there. So, I've I've had a good time recording this episode. It's late night, like I said. Uh, it's kind of all over the place, but I hope it helps you. We're gonna get um, we're gonna get some guest interviews on here hopefully soon. And uh, what do you want to hear? If any, if there's anybody listening that wants to hear certain topics, talk about certain things, shoot me a DM on Instagram, uh, Growing Green Landscapes. Check us out on there. You can also check us out on YouTube and Facebook at Growing Green Landscapes as well. But Instagram is the best place is the best place to reach us. So if you have any topics you want to talk about or hear, uh, or if you want to be on the show, talk uh, DM me and say, hey, can we get something lined up? Because I'd love to get you on. I'd love to talk to multiple guests and business owners about uh, just everyday principles and business principles that we need to implement in our business. So connect with us on Instagram, Growing Green Landscape. Shoot us a message. Uh, if, if you're liking the podcast, give it a rating interview on Apple Podcasts because that really helps the algorithms push this thing. It helps Apple push it. I've said this before, and I'll probably continue to say it, but... I really, really want to grow this thing, and it's, it takes help from the listeners and the community to grow this to a point of where we can get bigger names on here, bigger uh, bigger fish in the pond, as you say, um, that can give a lot, big, uh, lot more wisdom with business principles and stuff down the road and just firsthand experience. So smash that uh, five-star, leave a rating interview, and it's just really going to help the algorithms push this. But this has been a train wreck of an episode, I know. But if you're still here at this point, like I say always, thank you, thank you, thank you, because you made it this far. So uh, I know you're a true listener of the show. But anyway, that's going to probably wrap this one up. Uh, we got a long day ahead tomorrow. I got to go do some scheduling and uh, routing for the next day. We had a lot of rain today, and it messed us up. We didn't get started until 12 o'clock. So we got to pack a lot in the next few days. Hopefully, we're going to have a podcast dropping again Thursday. I would like for that to be a guest interview. Uh, if, Like I said, if anybody's listening and wants to be on the show, reach out to me. We'll get lined up, and we'll get you on, and we will do a guest interview and get this thing out on Thursday um, and just bring some more co- quality content to your ears as you get out and mow or do, do hardscaping or whatever business you're in on Thursday or Friday or whenever you're listening. If it's six months down the road, a year down the road, Hopefully we're still doing it by this point. But, all right, it's time for me to quit rambling. I got to move on. I got to go get stuff done. Marley's in here playing with all of her toys. She's ready for me to get down and play with her on the floor. But I'm not going to do that. I got to go do work. So, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave us a rating and review. And uh, connect with us on Instagram, Growing Green Landscapes. We'll see you all on the next episode. (laughs) 